everyone, it's Julia Sodis on a totally different reality. And we are down here uh, in the beautiful Costa Rica for the seven day event with Gary Douglas. And uh, well, I guess Dr. Dane is here. Dr. Dane here is here. He's doing sessions in the back of the room. And uh, it's been a really, really great week. Um, and I'm, I'm surrounded by lots of certified facilitators. And Glenna agreed to be on the show this week. Uh, Glenna Rice. Um, she's been a, a body facilitator for Access for how many years? I've been a facilitator for like ever. <laughs> yeah, I think three years. Yeah, three years she was one of the back. people when people came to Access in a horse and wagon. She was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Every welcome, welcome, <laughs> Glenna. Thanks for being here. I'm so glad that you invited me on. This is going to be really fun. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> so the topic of tonight's conversation is sex which um, is very controversial and very fun, and I hope we can get as controversial as possible tonight. Um, so, but to start, uh, Glenna, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you found Access? And mm, Yeah, so uh, I was in a very traditionally suburban middle-class lifestyle. <laughs> you? <laughs> Me, I know, huh? <laughs> yeah, I made it work really well. Um, I was married with three kids, and I was a very happy person at the time. I was trying to do everything right, everything right, and be the perfect middle-class suburban soccer mom. <laughs> and it wasn't working. And I asked a question. It would take me up so frustrated. Within probably a month of that, my marriage dissolved. <laughs> and it was very awesome. So I didn't think about the time for a second. But I smiled, and my husband said, would you like to get a divorce? I said, you can't smell. And I go, I can't smell. I just want to smell. I turned my head away and I was yelling. So um, that's how I found access. And then I was just at every class I could get to and I became a facilitator and started facilitating classes. Mm -hmm. It changed. That's awesome. So many things. Wow. Fabulous things, including sex, actually. Yes. 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 <laughs> and that's the, the purpose of tonight's show is to look at sex from a totally different perspective. Like, it isn't about, like, you know, everybody calls access the the cult of sex and bling mm -hmm. and it's like yes if you that's what it needs to be but it, it it's more about receiving and actually just enjoying whoever you're having sex with and and being present and it's like a more of a softness than the way that yeah. sex is in this reality and glenna definitely has that energy about her so i was interested to see what she had to say well, it's so. funny you mentioned the cult of sex and bling because that's been a, like a joke. <laughs> a joke that's been said for years. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> yeah, I've got some bling on. We both have like this huge blue bling on. If you could only see our big blue blingy <laughs> rings on right now. Um, but money and sex are two of the most judgeable things in this reality. And access is about out of judgment of everything so you can receive more. And sex is a lot about receiving. Sex Sex, from an access point of view, isn't copulation. Sex is where you're receiving and being and flirting, and you're flirting with everybody, everything, and every molecule of the universe, which is a really different energy than most of us think sex is. So when access is typical to sex and bling, it was to bring up lots of judgment. <laughs> and, the last, and, and, and the founder of access, Gary Douglas, um, he loves to be able to tweak everyone's universe so we don't have followers and we're not a cult. So it was actually kind of a joke. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like a big, big funny joke. <laughs> I like it. I know. It works. <laughs> so um, I guess the first distinction that I want to make is 
um, something that's talked about in foundation and level one classes, which is the distinction between sexuality and sexual myth. Cool. So what do you know about it, Julia? Well, sexuality is sex from proving. If it's if it's a judgeable offense or if you're if you're doing it to, to put another notch in your belt or prove that you have value, you know, to prove that somebody wants you. And um, sexualness is like the caring, healing energy of the earth. It's like the energy yeah. of the rainforest that we're... Yeah, that's, that's all totally part mm-hmm. of what those are. Se- sexuality is where you're functioning from judgment. You're trying to prove that you're attracted to a certain type of person in a very limited, tiny little space of who, who it's okay who's okay to be attracted to from your world of judgment of what that is. You know, I like guys with biceps, you know, that would be my thing. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with that? <laughs> no, no, biceps are fun. I love biceps. Um, but that would, but if I made that like the criteria of who I would have copulation with or who I would have more, less, it's like who I would flirt with. Like that is the only person I would be the sexualness. I am, or the sex that I am would only be with those in the small limited place. That's when you're doing judgment from judgment and that's sexuality. And also who you would be willing to receive you and who you want to attract and how you would judge what you're doing is right or wrong by who you want to attract to you and who you can have that flirting energy with. That's a lot of what sexuality is. And you would see that on, you know, you see it on, in models, a lot of the models coming right. or male and female or um, TV shows are coming from sexuality, from judgment. Like, this is what I can and can't receive. And sexualness is the energy that we all have available to us that creates more. And it can be misidentified often as this other energy. And that's where we shut it down. Right. Okay. I, I don't know if this is a relevant question, but, like, if, could you give examples of a marriage from or a relationship from sexuality versus sexualness? relationship yeah most relationships are from sexuality yeah that would be the high school cheerleader and the football player right right right, right, right we right, got that right. one right yeah, yeah. okay so the movie fancy right okay that actually <laughs> makes total sense i haven't seen that movie <laughs> okay and what would be an example of a couple based on sexualness where the relationship is creating more for both of them it's creating more possibilities more possibilities for them and other people around them, where there's a kindness between the two, and they're not trying to prove anything. Right. Like, oh, look at the husband I have. Like, look at the man I caught. Look at him. Look what he looks like. He's got, you know, he, he was on the football team when he was in school. Right? <laughs> look, at, like, look at my wife, you know, she's got the perfect figure. Right. Like, if that's where they're coming from versus look at my wife, what a contribution she is to creating more in my life, or look at, look at my husband, you know, the, my husband. I say wife or husband, but but they're con- they're contributing <laughs> they're contributing to creating more for each other, and there is a kindness between the two of them, and they're not trying to stop each other's lives so they fit into this box that we created right. around what sexuality is. Like you can be outside of this thing of you look perfect. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes total sense. Um, okay, so that's sexuality and sexual. What what is sexual myth for you? Like, you kind of just described it as a relationship, but what would your definition be? For me, sexualness is, like, I, I often describe it as, it's, it's like a beautiful rose, right? You, walk, you, you see a rose that's on the side of the road that's absolutely stunning and beautiful, and you just want to stop and its look contributes to you. 
what it looks like. You want to stop and you want to smell it. You want to be around it. Like that is a flower that's in its sexualness. It's contributing by what it looks like and it never shuts itself down. That's part of what it is. Um, cats also have a lot of sexualness. They can, right? They, 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 they're, you're receiving the energies of everything around you and you're contributing to them also in a healing way. And it's not just healing. It's more than that. It's, um, it's what we be. I mean, when I work on bodies, I do a lot of body work. And when I work on bodies, I have, like, without sexualness available, I couldn't do the healing that I do. And part of what right. I do is allow them to receive the sexualness that they actually are. And it has nothing to do with copulating. I do not copulate with people I do sessions on. I'm a physical therapist. <laughs> it would be really bad form, you know? <laughs> and I don't copulate with roses very often either. You know? <laughs> Someone could throw them on the bed for me, like petals. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I like that, right? Yeah. So when you work on bodies um, as a physical therapist or, you know, there's lots of body work and access consciousness, um, what what kind of, like, I don't want to say mindset, but what angle approach do you take to doing that? Like, when you look at that body, what do you ask yourself? What do you do? And what do you be to change what needs to be changed? I always ask the body. I never. I, it's, it's what the body would like to change. I mean, I start most sessions, if you can change anything with this, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And then it's always the body is guiding me on whatever I'm doing with the body from a place of what it wants to change. Okay. I can be a little, I can, I can kind of shift it, push it, like give it a little nudge. Like a nudge, does it want to go here? Does it want to change that? But I'm always in a question, and I never force. If I force something, the body shuts down and can't receive right. what I'm and allowing what, to change. That's what, like, um, as you were talking, I wasn't really thinking of sessions. I was thinking about having sex with somebody. And mm-hmm. when you are yeah, doing sex that in sex, way. like, yeah. in, in sex, the way that people are having it in this world, not very much about receiving, more about forcing the body to go where it really doesn't want to go. It can definitely be that. Mm-hmm. We're proving that you can do it. I mean, so much about having, if we're talking about sex copulation-wise, that's more what we're talking about than the sex that's the floating. Yeah. Um, so with copulation, yeah, people are coming from a place of proving that I did it. Like, now I'm cool. I've had sex. <laughs> right. Now I'm really, really cool because look who I've had sex with. Or now I'm really messed up because look who I just had sex with. <laughs> <laughs> and none of that ever has anything to do with the body or the receiving or the kindness or the caring that sex and copulation actually is. I mean, our bodies love copulation. But what if we could have copulation that wasn't from that place? So what would that look like? I don't know. But everything that is and everything I just brought up from everyone, would you, for everyone, <laughs> would you guys like to uncreate and start thinking that that is? <laughs> yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pod, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. What would it look like? That's a great question because it's not doesn't happen that much in this reality. I mean, in a way, we're kind of like uh, pioneers. We're oh, we're to, totally pioneers. We're starting to create something that's totally different. I mean, sex a hundred years ago was to have babies. Right. And still, a right. Lot of it is. I right. Mean, now you know it's like proving that you're cool or you're not cool or that you've done it. Or it's supposed to look a certain way. And so many people don't enjoy it. No. I mean, if you ask quite a few people I work with, do you like sex? And it's like, no. They actually don't. And they won't say that. scary sometimes. Yeah. And they won't say right off the bat, truth. I'll say truth, do you like sex? Especially if they come to me with physically with stuff that's going on in their pelvic area, like the pelvic floor, especially like women. 
Um, but men have it too, and they're having, you know, there's prostate cancer and there's menstrual cycle stuff. There's all sorts of weird stuff that shows up there. Truth, you like sex. Right. So when you ask, for those who haven't heard this tool before, yeah. Um, yeah. we use the word truth um, as, a, as a way to make sure that people are telling the truth. Like it's an energetic thing. Like you come from that space of, you know, it's not a force. It's like no. it's just it's, don't lie to me. Give me the answer. And I, you know. What happens when you say truth? Yeah, it's either they will, if they're lying, you will be able to be perceived and be aware that they are lying. Or they'll tell you the truth. Right. So I get clarity when I'm asking that. So they may say, yeah, I like sex, but it feels so funky when I say truth. Beforehand, I can tell they don't. No, I, and I would never go, oh, you just lied to me. You actually don't like it. No, 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 no. Right. But I would, I would then um, ask them more questions so they can see it. Because it, it, it may be something in some past point of view they've lost it. Maybe they actually don't enjoy it. And all those about giving a blowjob. Yeah. So part of it is to receive what the body is enjoying and having no point of view about what you're supposed to be doing. Okay. So what, so just like when I work on bodies, not giving blowjobs, you know, I touch, I touch the body and I can perceive what that body 
is enjoying from the touch or what's helping to change things. Giving a blowjob from that same place, like what would this man like to receive from this? What would be fun for him? Is this fun for him? What else could my body do that would be really fun and enjoyable for him? And what would his body really, really enjoy? It's following the energy of it. And it's not necessarily where you put your tongue or where you put your hand or how deep you go. I mean, if you don't like your deep in your mouth, please don't do that because that's, you know, not necessarily fun if it goes, you know, if it's too far back. Your hand can be involved in the entire thing and it doesn't have to go far into your mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, that, do you want real details? Like, yes, okay. yes, I'm loving this. Okay, but the, uh, the one thing that I do also want to make a distinction about is talking to the body and the difference between the body and the being because right, like what right, you're right. describing right now is not talking about it's not about like you know gary douglas calls it sex by numbers like you know right thrust it's getting, here it's getting the numbers out of it yeah right. i remember i used to have a boyfriend and i would like count i'd be like in my head i would like, like <laughs> okay if he doesn't come by the time i get to a hundred i'm done i'm done <laughs> right which is really fun for both of you yeah exactly what if you enjoyed gifting a blowjob, what if it was such a turn on for your body that you didn't want it to end that fast? Right. And the thing is, it's, it's, I think a lot to do with like, does my body actually want to be with this partner? Mm. Because with certain people, it's well, yeah, work. we should just like go way back even before the blowjob, mm-hmm. before you even consider the blowjob. <laughs> truth, body, this is the true thing we just talked about. Would you like to be with this person? Would it be fun? Would it contribute to your life? Right. Would it be fun? Would you learn something? Would it create more? Would they be grateful? Like, what do you, you know, and to truly, like, the, the points of view about sexuality where you're doing it to prove something, how often do we have sex with someone because we're trying to prove we should supposed to have sex with them? Because that makes us cool. Right. Which has nothing to do with us and our body and what would be nurturing for it. Right. I mean, one of my favorite questions that Gary gave me um, years ago was what, what if, or he said in a class, what would, it be, what would it take to have fun, nurturing, and joyful sex and copulation? with the ability to choose and lose with ease. Hmm. And the choosing and losing part is that you could have this really, really fun sex and copulation, but you wouldn't go into it with this, from this point of view that, oh my gosh, we have to go and date a second time. I have to get married to him. Or I could choose to date him and get married to him, but with ease. Like whatever the choice was, like after you were with the person, fun sex, nurturing sex, joyful sex, and then it was like, okay, would seeing him again actually create that again and have an ease with that possibility, which was fabulous for me. So I can feel a lot of judgment coming up around, yeah, but if I didn't continue into something with him, then I'm a slut. Cool. How fun would that be? So can you destroy... Okay. <laughs> can you expand on that? Can you destroy and create all your points of use that being a slut is a bad thing? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So slut's just a judgment, usually from those girls that aren't getting it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was a slut in high school, and I married a doctor and had three kids, and they were blonde, and I didn't have a white ticket since, but I did everything those girls that would have called me a slut thought it was, you know. Was it was the thing it was to the do. Thing. The yeah, and I did it very well. Yeah. So it's just a point of view. And I wasn't a my point of view when I was younger was that it was fun. Why wouldn't I? Guys could do it. Why couldn't I? They don't call them a slut. And I, had, right. I, would, I mean, like I said, this is the 80s. But that was my, always my point of view about it. Right. So I don't know if anyone actually called me a slut, but I certainly wasn't a, a well, good girl. And um, I 
think that the less you think of yourself as a slut or have that judgment of yourself, yeah. the less anybody's even going to think to bother you about it. I mean, there were yes, girls in high school who, uh, um, I, I, I was pretty much innocent, <laughs> but right. there were people like boys and girls who would go around and they would have whatever fun they wanted and they didn't have a point of view about it. Nobody ever said, oh, right. you're a slut. Right. Because they just, it wasn't even relevant in their you world. you don't have any energy on it, no one can see that the energy and it's going to show up for you. That's mm-hmm. absolutely true. And for anyone that's, you know, in high school still or in college or younger, it's worried about that. The less energy you have on it, the more you're enjoying your life and having fun with it. And you're choosing people to be with from this place where it'll actually contribute to you. It, and contributing could just be that that one night was really fun. And that's all you have to do. And that was a contribution. You will not have this, like, the kind of light bulb that flashes like I did something wrong that people will pick up. And the other thing is yeah, can, it's, like, it's like, you know, keeping a secret. It's like when yeah. you have it written all over your face. Everyone but if you don't it. care. And the other thing is to not care what other women think about you. Because the people calling anyone a slut is usually not men. Touche. Yeah. Right. So in some ways it could be a compliment. Because right. they're not getting any. <laughs> <laughs> and everything that just brought up for all the good girls who wishes they had been slept when they were. <laughs> we have cringe for all of that. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm getting men talk all night and boys and And all the good girls who were slept but just wanted to admit it to themselves. <laughs> right. Right. I also had a very different mother. My mother um, was a good girl. She was a good Catholic girl who waited until she was a virgin until she got married. And when she finally had sex, she was um, incredibly surprised. <laughs> that it wasn't a big deal and she wondered why she had spent so much time keeping her virginity and she never wanted to do that to me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow. That's a different mom. Yeah, she was a different mom, definitely. How about everything that um, you bought from your mom about what sex is and isn't? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, you destroyed and created all the gazillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, hard, short, boy. And beyond. Or your parents. Like, like, so we're the energetic beings, and we had to have sex to get our bodies because we wouldn't have bodies, someone didn't have sex to start them. Right. So, right. Right. So we know about sex coming in. It's like something that actually really worked for us. Right. Because <laughs> we need to get the egg, like I said before, the eggs and the sperm come together with the penis and the vagina. That has to happen for us to get bodies at some point. Oh. Right. So that's for us, but then our parents may not be that much in their sexualness. They might not be creating copulation from a really wonderful, nurturing, kind, caring place because most people aren't. And we get that energy also. And it can be yeah. really confusing. So we or mimicked your parents' reality around sex and copulation from before you were conceived. You want to just run and create all of that. Yeah. Right. Not good and bad, bad and black, all Yeah. As kids, we're so incredibly aware like we can psychically pick anything out of our parents head it's, mm-hmm. it's all energetic yeah so everything that you psychically picked up and picked out of their heads and everywhere you and you watch them having sex <laughs> psychically psychically yes. <laughs> and you knew what was going yes. on yeah. so you just try and create that yeah. right around good bad all my boys and young Okay, back to the blowjob, darling. The blowjob, so let's see. Um, we had the penis what are your in the mouth. What are your questions about blowjob? Okay. Hey, if well, I have a question. Oh, okay. hey, we have a question. Audience question from an <laughs> uh, anonymous source. <laughs> <Just> okay, <kidding>. good. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm curious. Hi, I'm curious how to get someone who's probably operated out of judgment for turn on his whole life mm-hmm. to let go and you know just have fun. I mean, I can sense there's there's all these uh, holdbacks with him. And I'm wondering how to control the situation more. Can I pot and pock his stuff? Can okay, I turn so on body processes when I'm with him? I mean, I know that I no, can. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so, question. so first, can we uncreate and destroy everywhere you want to control this? Yes. Ooh, right, now I'm getting bad pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And what if him, and I'll explain this more, but what if him creating his turn on from judgment wasn't a wrongness? It, it might not be, but I'm not getting my needs met. Like, right, you know, it right. seems like he might have a point of view about oral sex or pubic hairs or, you know. We can shave those. Um, what was that? <laughs> he said we, we can always shave pubic hairs. Um, <laughs> I guess we could if we wanted to. <laughs> right. That'll be our next topic is landscaping. <laughs> right, landscaping. Man, manscaping or landscaping. I don't know who it is. Um, <laughs> No, but men, not men, men and women, when we're, especially from this point of sexuality we were talking about, create your turn on from judgment. That's how it's done in this reality. And right. sex from more of, I don't want to say kindness, but from more of a possibility can be created from more of a space without that. Um, a lot of bodies don't create their turn on from judgment. And when bodies don't create it, it can be really different. And it's okay to create your turn on from judgment. That's how most people do it. So there's, there's, one of the things you can do is you can't judge it. That's why I said if you want to uncreate everywhere, you judge that creating it from judgment is a wrongness to uncreate and destroy all of that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Because then you're not coming from a place of possibility. You're coming from a place that this is wrong and I want something different. Like what question can you be in your body be to create it from a place of space, from contribution, from fun? from lots and lots and lots of fun, and even more fun than that. Okay. Right? Yeah. And what, what you can do is expand your energy out thousands of miles in all directions during sex and invite him to that. And you could create the judgments that, you, that turn him on to start it and then start playing with it. Does that make sense? Would you have to know what his judgment is, or could you just put it out there that whatever it is this person requires? I mean, if you don't know, like, if he hasn't told you, you know, I'd like you to wear, you know, pink panties and you know, high heel shoes or something like that, like, you don't know it exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you energetically, you may know the judgment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, people have millions of judgments, and some of them are really weird, and some of them are kind of fun. Um, right. You know, having, you know, wearing pretty lingerie could be really fun to have someone have that be a turn on. Uh-huh. Um. So that can start it all out. I mean, then he's ready to go, and then you can start playing with it. And a lot of times when men start to create that, that space I'm talking about, they can go soft and not to judge that just because it's so different. Because they're usually used to functioning from creating that from a place of density, and it's different when you create it from a place of space. It's more intense, but it's, it's different. It may be unusual enough that it goes soft and just be totally okay. And that, that's just an interesting point of view. Just keep playing. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely come from a place of contraction to orgasm in the past too, and I'm sort of just now, you know, questioning and and looking at possibilities. 
of that expansive space, but I'm almost afraid to let go of what used to work. <laughs> okay, so, what so, might not. so what have you played with with you? Like, like play with both. You start to have your orgasm from contraction or your, your turn on from contraction and then play with what it feels like to start creating space. You can start, I mean, to expand, so it's, it's like to expand the beingness of you out and including your body in that thousands of miles in all directions, including down into the earth, and doing that before or during or just before you start to orgasm or when you're really, really turned on and see what it does. Okay, wait, repeat that last part about you're expanding and then what happens with the earth? You're expanding in thousands of miles in all directions, including in the earth. You're including the, the orgasmic qualities of everything and the consciousness of everything in this energy you're being. Because Gary Douglas has said that orgasm is a gift to the earth. <clears throat> so you're allowing that contribution and just see what happens. I mean, you've been creating orgasm from contraction forever. It's not going to, you know, if you do it again, it's going to be okay. You're not going to die. It's you're still going to have orgasm. I actually get a huge headache if I start going down that road. Okay, so who does that belong to? Um, I'm speechless. Uh, maybe not me. <laughs> maybe not me. Did anyone in your life ever say, don't want to have sex, I have a headache? I know, it's totally common. It's weird, but I, my head will hurt for hours after <laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay, what so, every, heck is this? so everything you bought that from all the sitcoms you ever watched, or TV shows, or whatever <laughs> it was, it's not you. Can you understand all of that? Yes. <laughs> all right, wrong with that online podcast for boys and yawn. Um, I think that this topic of creating orgasm from expansion rather than contraction is like the coolest topic ever. Yeah, it is. It's a total game changer. Yeah. It's completely different reality. I don't think anyone's talking about it anywhere. I think even the tantra, I see like spiritual sex people no. don't even talk about it in this place. Really? No, no. They think they do because they talk about it with the energy, but they don't talk about expanding. Oh, Yeah. I did it for the first time the other night, and I'm like, huh? I did not know that was possible. And my whole body tingled for the whole next day. I was like, wow. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. And it doesn't have to be a whole day afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Right. All of everybody's expectations. I'm but... looking forward to a day afterwards. I like that. <laughs> um, I just, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> but what I want people to get a get from this call if they're listening is this ability to just play with it and you don't have to have a partner you don't need to have a man or a woman with you to play with this I mean it can be really fun to start playing with what it's like to expand out when you're with yourself yeah when you're masturbating <gasps> masturbating Glenna what's that <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea it sounds bad it's very bad um because because you can't get it wrong or right. What if there is no wrong way to do this or no right way to do this? Right. And what if it's okay if you don't have an orgasm? And that's the thing. Like, if something can, like, if, if, if the point of copulation is to orgasm, then that's all fun. Because you're just yeah. trying to figure out, like, am I going to orgasm? When am I going to orgasm? I have to orgasm. Oh, my God, I didn't orgasm. I'm not conscious. 
Right. Or I'm not hot enough or something's wrong with me. So everything that is, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, pod, shirts, void, me on. How's that sitting in your world, anonymous? Hey, that's great. I love Glenna's um, description of expansion and, and maybe when you're just by yourself and playing with that. My whole body was just um, undulating and, and receiving that. Yeah. Yeah. Yummy. Yeah. Yummy yeah. stuff. Thank you. I, I'm still curious. Thank you for the about, question. Yeah, thanks. I'm still curious about if if you employ ways to change the energy for the other person with the other person aside from just uh putting and talking your points of view during sex. Can you speak Can up, you a, little speak up a little bit? Sorry. I'm I'm still curious if you guys employ any tricks during sex to change what's going on with the other person. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not a very big sexer. I'm a very I'm big sexer. Sex <laughs> <laughs> I, I, sex is energetic, but there are things, you know, like, like, um, my, my, for me, it's asking, asking questions, questions about what will turn them on them and on feeling, and feeling try different things if it, if it doesn't work. Are we muted? No. no okay. No, no. Good. Um, licking different parts of their bodies and seeing when you're doing that, what creates this energy that is expanding, getting them more turned on and what doesn't. Without a point of view, whether it works or not. Like, you know, you can lick the shoulder, and that doesn't work, so you go down and lick a ball, and it works better, so you stay at the balls. It's like, it's like <laughs> without a point of view, getting it right or wrong. I think that will yeah, get ourselves we'll get really caught up in doing it the right way. Thanks. Yeah. Right, and looking like maybe the porn star we're supposed to look like that has nothing to do with turning bodies on. Yeah. Does that help a little bit? And then Julia can give a trick if she'd like. Maybe I'll learn something. <laughs> I have a blowjob trick. Okay, what's your blowjob trick? <laughs> okay, so um, actually, a seventy-one-year-old man taught me this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's good. No, <laughs> from the I Sex know. and Relationship class with Gary Douglas. Oh, he has some great. Tricks. Yes. Oh, oh I've used them all. Yes. Yeah. Please share. Yeah. So my favorite is um, taking the penis and the tip or the penis mm-hmm. at the top, um, li- just taking your tongue and lightly licking in a circle right around that, like, the tip, the, tip, tip. the ridge, yeah. the mm-hmm. ridge around the tip. That's very sensitive to men. Yes. And then you can hold the rest of the shaft with your hand and if it's damp. And you can let, now this one I actually learned from some, like Dr. Ruth or something years ago, is to let your saliva drip down it. Oh, that's awesome. So then you can use your hand around the shaft to keep it, like, lubricated. Oil's fun, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, And another trick that I learned um, is that you should always have a ponytail for a blowjob if you have long hair. Because Mm. men want to see your face. They do. They do. Yeah, I didn't know that one until they kept moving my hair away. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. (laughs) Moving my hair away. (laughs) So many. So everything that is, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, pod, shorts, boys, and beyond. Yeah. I think we did them in. 
Yeah. I think we all have to find a penis to go get a blood drop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going to take five minutes. No. <laughs> I don't want so everyone to come back with stories. <laughs> so there's a blow job. What else do you want to know? Let's talk about um, landscaping. I actually do want to talk about that. Or manscaping. Manscaping. Okay. Woman yeah, escaping. We, we, have a, we have a new woman in. Oh, I, like I think uh, I yeah. Think she gives amazing blowjobs. I don't know if she can like help us out with how to start them. We're actually talking. We went from blowjobs to manscaping. Um, man, what, so okay, Julie, okay, talk to me about manscaping. Well, you know, it's funny because I used to have so many points. I don't know about manscaping. I can't even notice if they have it. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I never noticed the difference if a man is shaved or not. Like, I honestly can't even tell. I don't pay attention whatsoever. Do you know the difference? Yeah, they don't have hair on them. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) No, it's fun. I mean, some, I I mean, I've been with men that enjoy to change it up all the time. Like they change their beards. You know, they'll have a little more hair on their beard and they enjoy it. And some have no, have, would never ever do it in a million years. And some like, like to have no hair around their body because they think it's more sensitive. I don't have a point of view either. Okay. And what They're about, all fun. what about womanscaping? I think it's just really popular right now. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you're like a seventies thing. Yeah. If you don't. So it's totally a choice to do it. If you know, if that would be fun for you and your partner or if it would be fun for you, it grows back. It does. It's really a little nice. itchy, though. Yeah, it, so you could but you do can it. put lotion on there. Yeah, so you can, you know, shave everything off or shave it nice yeah. designs or go somewhere and get waxed and <laughs> it will grow back if you don't like it. That's uh, some good it, info. It could be a bad haircut or it could be a fabulous one. <laughs> there, I've seen people do it now where they, like, put, like, a heart in there, like, the a white, like, a, like a heart. Oh, a heart. So like, shape. Like, yeah, shape. Oh. Okay, like, cool. Like, you know, like you yeah, have, so, like, like your bushes. I mean, <laughs> your, bush, bushes. Your, bush, your bush can be, like, a swan in your front yard. And, like, in that, by that same <laughs> token, you could shave your inner, closer to your heart bush. And, like, I've seen people put, like, little designs or, like, leaf oh, okay. things. Like, I kind of like the landing I think strip. it's just a preference of what would work with you. I know I don't, like, like completely shave. And for me, it seems very, like, a young girl to my body. So yeah. I like a little bit of a, what they call it, like, a strip. Yeah. So maybe hearts and swans and seagulls would be fun. <laughs> I think you should try seagulls. Seagulls. <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, baby, look at this look bird. At my, my, look at my seagull. <laughs> Want to see what's here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so, what else? Well, how about everywhere people have made what it's supposed to look like, what their genitals are supposed to look like, and what they've seen on porn films and porn yeah. flicks? Yeah like significant and compare and yeah. comparing themselves to that. Can we uncreate a story all of that? Yeah, totally. Whew. Right, wrong, yeah. good, bad, all nine, pock, pod, shorts, boys, and beyond. The, the thing about porn is that most of what you see, the people in the, the, the movies, they don't like men, they don't like bodies, they don't like women, they don't like bodies. People do not, it's not, it's not sex from the pleasure, joy, and possibilities that sex could be. It's like penis and vagina. In, out, in, out, in, out. This position, that position, this position, that position. Which I find really funny because when I'm with a man that I know has watched porn, I can tell instantaneously, and they don't tend to be my lovers for long. Hmm. Because they put you in positions that only cameras want to see. 
Now, some of you girls know this. Some of you may not quite get it, but there's certain positions your body will be put into that is, are, those positions only exist for cameras to watch. They exist hmm. in porn movies. And if a guy puts me in those positions, like the leg goes a certain way and there's like, you know, that it, it's like, oh, this is that position that a camera puts you in. He watches a lot of porn. Now, it's not like it would say, no, you're not going to be my lover, but let's hope there's more possible than porn because that's not really designed to turn a body on and create more possibilities. Right. So it's not something that I really totally enjoy. I can enjoy it for a minute, you know, but it's not something that... So just to, you know, like for men out there that might be listening, what else is possible? And you can get turned on by porn. It can create that judgment that turns you on. But ask, ask the body of the woman you're with what would actually turn her on that has nothing to do with the videos you watch because those videos aren't designed to turn women's bodies on. They're designed to show you genitals that are doing something that's kind of, you know, enticing or titillating or something like that. <laughs> titillating. Titillating, is that a good word? <laughs> and they're not wrong. I don't find it wrong. I just don't think there's not a lot of orgasmic energy for me to have ever enjoyed ever seeing it. Right. And, and it's, yeah, I think the thing is, like, for some people, that's what works. And yeah. for a lot of people, it's not what works, but they am doing it anyways. Yeah. And the question is, what else is out there? What else, right. is possible? what else is possible? So it's following the energy, like we talked about. It's following the energy with sex and copulation that actually is part of the body and nurturing. Not even, I mean, what would turn the body on? Bodies that are turned on, when you're turning them on, you can perceive that in your body often. And that can be a really good guide for you when you're with someone. Um, right. If you're a man with a woman or the other way around, like if you're whoever you know, you're with to start licking, touching softly, firmly, um, and perceiving the energy that's turning them on without a judgment about whether it's working or not, just perceiving it, and then trying other, other places, like around the tip of the penis. Yeah, the tip of the penis. Or the clitoris is a good place. The, the woman clitoris on. Not a bad, is, yeah. is not a bad shot. Yeah. Yeah. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue, the tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. <laughs> but your body can be turned on by the small of your back. Being with the, licked with the, yeah, like Julia's eyes are rolling, rolling back in her head. The small of your back, your the inner side of your knee is a good spot. Your ankle on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. Slowly up. Like, there's so many other places on the body and we tend to, fo- we can often tend to focus on just the genitals. Right. Which are great, too. The ears. The ears oh, are the really, ears. really nice. Oh, oh the ears. The okay, I have one more question, you guys. <laughs> okay. Is everyone all right out there? We'll be off soon. You can go and play with your face. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to wait till the call ends. No, you don't. <laughs> um, I'm curious if, if so many, uh, such a huge percentage, as Gary says, of people actually don't like women, and, you know, the, the opposite as well. Um, yeah. If you end up, like, being attracted to or in bed with someone who actually maybe doesn't like women, is, do you know any ways to turn that energy around? That's an awesome, That's awesome, really, really awesome question. question. Being aware of it for you, and I would in your head, don't ask the person unless they've done a lot of this work and they're really okay with that question because that could piss them off or just they're going to say no. But asking right. truth, do they like women, yes or no? Um, that will give you something to start to work with. That doesn't mean they can't be fun in bed. It does, you, know, you don't have to come to a conclusion about that. They could because so many people don't. 
but it may allow them to receive themselves more if that can change. Now, you could also possibly pod talk in your head everything you don't like about women and don't like about men. You can create a story in your head, and that may change something. Thank and if you. you can, yeah, it's not something you can go like right in there directly and say, oh, you don't like women, and let's uncreate and destroy that if they're not familiar with this work. But if they are, ask the question with truth attached. Because it's, it's a very hard thing for people to perceive. You have to be very, very vulnerable with yourself to perceive the energy of that. Because most people think it's very wrong at first when you ask that question. And it's really like, usually if you don't like men and you're a woman, it's because in the lifetimes you were men and had a male body, you didn't like what you were doing. And now that you have a woman's body, you remember who you were with the man. And that's usually what it is that creates a lot of that judgment. That definitely feels multi-layered. Like it's, there's so many layers before you could get to the core of it anyway. That it's not like the person I'm thinking of is uh, that I think that he's gay. It's, it's just that there's so much strata there. So are you having fun with this person? In a lot of ways, yeah. And in a lot of ways... There's some red flags, yeah. Do they like sex? Very much. Do you like sex, too? Do I like sex? Yeah. Okay, I'm cool. More clear about that, liking sex. Okay. I mean, I think I, I gave it up because it just wasn't in my life, and now I'm sort of demanding that it show up, and it is. It's all of a sudden well, I have a lot of choices. <laughs> It's fun. Right. And how does it, so when you have great sex and it's really fun with this person, ask how does it get even better than this during and after. And if it's not so fun, ask the same question and don't write them off. You know, it's just like you can have a really fun meal at a restaurant you love and sometimes it's not great, but you don't have to never, it doesn't mean you don't ever go back there again. Good analogy. Hey, what was the question that Gary asked you years ago? You said about the be willing to, with no point of view, whether it lasts or I've forgotten. Well, the, what fun or trend Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so yeah what yeah. would it take to have? <clears throat> oh, I, I, there's a man I've been seeing now for about five, six years now that I that showed up within a half an hour or two of this question. Oh, yeah. Like, awesome. Because <laughs> I was going, I just want to get laid to a girlfriend of mine. <laughs> That's not a question. <laughs> and I remember the what, What's the question? It, it is, what would it take to have fun, nurturing, and joyful sex and copulation? And the sex means flirting. It doesn't mean the copulation. So sex and copulation with the ability to choose and lose with ease. And everything that won't allow you to have that, you want to destroy and uncreate it all. Yes. yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine, short, boys, and beyond. And I... I think I was out at the beach with my daughter and a bunch of her friends and went to a hamburger joint and this guy came up on a motorcycle, he was out for a ride, a place he never goes to, and we met, he asked for my number, and I went out with him the next day. Wow. And he's a lover. That's what we do. That is super cool. And the ability to choose and lose with ease is a huge part of that. Fun, joyful, nurturing, which is not something we're usually asking for. It's just like we want to hook up with someone to prove we're cool. And the ability to choose it or lose it with ease. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The willingness to be alone, to not need and fill that void is just such a door. 
And when it's opened, it's like the things that can come through are amazing, but you have to be truly willing to not need it. You want to talk about more about that, Julia? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Prompt me. Well, so you came from, like, you know, you're younger, and the idea for you is to get married and have be, find someone, find a partner, and start looking for that. I mean, not right away, but in the next 10 years, you should have that one. Right. You know, I just have, bought myself my own wedding ring yeah. today. But the willingness to be alone or not to have a partner, well, what is that? I mean, how's that been a gift for you to start perceiving that that's something you can actually have? Well, it's probably the biggest gift I've ever been given in my life that I've given myself because I don't, I don't look, well, I mean, I still do a little bit. I'm not totally talking about this past tense because I'm still working on it. But I don't look at things anymore from the perspective of, like, well, now that, I have spent time with this person and it means that I have to continue this in the future because yeah. before it was not a choice. It was a have to, like don't even start. Like, don't even go there if it's not going to be a full time thing. But it's like you, I would have to look at the situation and judge, okay, so do I even want to flirt with this person? Because if I flirt with them, then it means that I have to have the potential of getting married to them. That's honestly what I was, where I was trained people, to go. Yeah, I'm, that's mostly reality. Yeah. Everywhere you have had sex with people because you flirted with them and you thought that you were supposed to go. Yeah. And everywhere you turned down people that you completely nurtured and fun to play with for a night or a week or a couple of days or maybe a year because they weren't were marriageable material or relationship material. Could you guys not insert all of that? Yes. Right around getting bad, cut and talk all night until it's beyond. The thing is, when you, if you want to do marriage, choose it when you're ready to do it. Choose from a, from a question, from not from the sexuality we were talking about, that, oh, there's a you know, high school football player. Like, you know, and what, I mean, high school was a couple years ago for me, but all of them, the cheerleaders and the football players, are still in my hometown, and they're heavy and not being great. Right. <laughs> you know, and they did get married and divorced, and they had their kids. It's like... I, I didn't choose that, and I look at how small their actual universes were coming from that small perspective. What if your life could be even greater than you can imagine? Yeah. And what if the people you played with, the people you had relationships with, the people you chose to create more with, actually contribute to things that are, that are more, more than the limitations of this reality? Yeah. Yeah. It's been cool. At this point, I'm finally realizing whether I do want a relationship, and at this point, I really don't. Yeah. But from before, like, the truth of me did not, but I was like scraping the marrow of my bones and just just beating my head against a brick wall, trying to make all of these these men work for me that really, really didn't. And how great that you have that now, because I did make that. I mean, I did twist myself up and support myself and make marriage my marriage work, to make relationships before that work. And after when they started doing this work, the exit work, I got, I realized no, I don't want a relationship. I do have love. You know, I do have that, but it's not from a place of I need to change anything about my life to make it work for them, or they have to change anything about their life. I travel all the time, and a lot of men, that would be strange for them, because if you want a woman... Very intimidating. If you want a woman in your house, and she's gone two, three weeks out of the month, it's not going to work very well. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps not. Um, And knowing that relationship does work for me, and then what I can create from that place, like what is possible with that awareness? Like, what could I create that could be a relationship that would work? And it would look, could it look like nothing I've ever seen here before? Oh, 
Wow. That's a cool question. So we're coming to the end of our hour here. We only have a few minutes left. Um, but, but one last thing I wanted to just make a distinction about that we had, we kind of talked about quite a bit, but I want to talk a little bit more about the actual pragmatics of expansion during sex and contraction. Okay. Like what does that actually look like for you? It's, um, there's not really great words to describe it. Right. Right. So, I mean, you're turned on. You know that that's hard, or maybe not with yourself, but your heart or your wet, and, and with what body you have, and you start getting closer. Now you can start playing with it. Okay, you're and you expand your energy, expand your being out in all directions at that place, and just perceive what's happening. Like increase. Your space between molecules of where you're getting the turn off in your general. At the same time as expanding in options and allowing orgasm to come from that place. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. From that that place of the expansion of the construction. And it's really bizarre at first because you you know, I'd had many years contraction before I tried this. But it also is way more intense. That intensity can almost stop it. It's so much more intense than the contraction. It is, it almost, it is almost like you want to stop. Like, um, it's, it almost feels like playing dead at the beginning, kind of, because you're not going into, like, the, the moaning and the pushing and the no, pulling. It and the, it's more like breathing. Like, take a breath in and out and in and out. And it, it's not from, like, the, oh, oh, it's like, it's space. Yeah. From and that's really the best way to describe what it is. And the intensity of it can be changed. So everywhere you decide decide that the intensity of your orgasm is too much to actually receive, you restore all of that. Yeah. Right and wrong, getting bad, pot and pop, all nine short boys and beyond. And stay with it. And if you lose your orgasm, that's totally cool. And if it's more intense than you can imagine and you stop it, that's totally cool. And play with it again next time. Right. Right. That's that's a big deal. Yeah. And don't necessarily like a partner is just an addition. Like yeah. What like you have to know yourself. Well, you don't have to know yourself first. If you can know your body and what your body wants and you know, I spend a lot of money on my vibrator. Why not? Like mm-hmm. I have like the two hundred and fifty dollar oh one with a lifetime warranty. I know. I've got one problem. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I, I, <laughs> I have lost, but, like, the thing is, like, it's, like, why would you not invest in something like that? And if you can, and if you're totally fun not using a vibrator. Yeah. It's, that, you have to yeah. Also. I mean, I travel lots of times, I don't remember to pack it, so many other possibilities besides having an expensive or a cheap vibrator. And you can play around with all of that. There's, I mean, there's nothing wrong here. It's using, it's finding out what your body knows, what it would like to tell you, what the gift your body is, what's fun for your body, what's not fun for your body. Ask your body how. Okay, ask your body how would you like to orgasm. Asking your body how it would like to orgasm when you're with a partner or not, and see how many different ways it can actually do that. 
body, how would you like to orgasm? That's your homework, everybody. Yeah. Give it permission to orgasm the way it would like to, because it's really, the orgasm is for your body. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> That's really good. That's some good info. Cool. So, um, you can, oh, you can also give the person your spirit with violating, give give their body permission to orgasm if they'd like to. Oh, that's really nice. Like, yeah. like, like energetically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would say to a man like. No, you don't. Want to out loud, darling, darling. But let's say you're in the middle of sex and you're giving someone a blowjob. You might say, give the body permission. You have permission to orgasm the way you would like it. That's nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we're at the end of our yeah. hour. Yeah. Thanks that was for being fun. on. That was awesome. <laughs>